The Giants were crushed 24-6 in the Big Easy, New Orleans. They fall to 5-9, and nine, and their playoff hopes are, I guess, pretty much out of the window. We'll react to the loss, Tommy DeVito's play, and a bad game from the defense on a post-game episode of Blue Rush from the New York Post. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back to Blue Rush. This is our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. I'm Giants Super Bowl champ Brandon London. I'm joined by the usual crew. Again, it's two-time Giants Super Bowl champ kicker at LT for Kicks, Lawrence Tynes, and the Giants beat writer for the New York Post. Uh, still out there, still, still, still out there in the hotel right now. Paul Schwartz is in the building. The Giants lose 24-6 to in New Orleans. And fall to five and nine. The playoff hopes are, I I guess we can pretty much say that it's out of the window, depending on a miracle. Paul Tynes, what's up? Uh, I don't know. I do, I I don't know. Someone <laughs> jump fair. in and that's please a, tell me what did we just watch right now? I'm 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 trying to be mellow. You guys have been in the building. You guys have been in that building. You know what I mean? It's a hard building to play in. It's loud. You know, when the Saints come marching in, you know, the first down, who dat, who dat, whatever, who dat, whatever, that kind of, you know, I mean, it's loud. Um, it's a little rowdy. It's a little raunchy. And um, it's a hard place to play. I mean, you know, the Giants made Derek Carr look like, um, um, you know, Drew Brees, unfortunately, for the Giants. And look, it was just it was just a rotten game. You know, I mean, Dan, uh, Tommy DeVito didn't throw the ball all over the place and have a lot of turnovers, you know, no no, no interceptions, no fumbles. But this was like an old school, early season giant game. Right, guys? You know, not a lot of offense, a little bit of defense, but not enough when it counted. Um, you know, it's just a rotten game. I mean, you know, we'll talk about it later. I mean, the punter kicking a field goal was the only interesting thing to come out of this game. It was um, it was a, a return back to the bad old days of early in the season. And um you know, it was it was you know really a uh, boring kind of not really interesting game to watch. That that was my take on it. Tynes, tell me, Jamie Gillen kicking three points on the night is not the highlight of our, our of our podcast. Well, it is. Whoa. It absolutely is no, the highlight. Give, more. give us more. Give us absolutely more. the highlight of the Highlands. My people, the nation, Scotland was rejoicing, having a few pints when the lefty slung it through there from forty yards. That's actually really hard to do. Um, and I'd like to give a lot of credit to Gunnar Olszewski for holding for a lefty yeah. and credit Thomas McGahee for having those guys ready as a backup plan to make a big kick, to make it, you know, listen, this was a seven to six ball game, guys, at halftime. 
Um, as bad and lousy as the Giants played, the defense kept them in it. But seven to six at halftime, and uh, just for those stat keepers over there, uh, Jamie Gillen becomes the third Scotsman to make a field goal for the New York Giants. That is um, a very, very incredible stat. I I talked to him afterwards. Look, I mean, you know, he said, I wish the result would have been better. But he said, you know, uh, Lawrence, you'll appreciate this. You know how we describe? Because I said, you know, it's got to be pretty cool to kick a, you know, to get a field goal. He said, oh, it's pretty cool to put it between the pipes on a Sunday. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Right? Put it between the pipes on a Sunday. Now, in 2020, he tried one also at the end of the first half. Um, against the Jets when he was playing for the Browns, okay? So I said, I know you missed that one. How did it go? He said, oh, my God, that was awful. He said, I kicked it like a like a, um, like a a kickoff. It went like 10 yards deep in the end zone, and they were returning it. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're going to return my only field goal attempt. So he was – now, interestingly, he he was limping, and he had to put on a sleeve on his left leg. He said – there was a lot of tightness, you know? And I said, really? He said, there's completely different muscles used to kick that field goal than his punt. Tell me about that, Lawrence, because he said it was tight and he was limping a little bit after. We said a completely different motion. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a reason traditionally punters last longer than kickers is because a punting leg swing is, is just a natural leg swing, right? Up and down, a la girls softball. You see the underhand pitching motion, those girls can pitch back-to-back days. Uh, so it's the same kind of concept. Kickers, a lot of twisting, a lot of torque, a lot of stopping real quick. Um, and to be quite honest, uh, we're talking about way too much kicking and punting here. Um, I, I like it, but that that's where we are. They lose 24-6. to six, But let's not forget, this was a 7-6 to six ball game at the halftime. It, it, and as poorly as they played, I'll say this, none of this game, absolutely none of it, is on Tommy DeVito. None. Zero. Nada. He didn't do a thing poorly. He didn't turn the ball over. We had free runners to the quarterback. We couldn't run the football. Jalen Hyatt and Slayton had two early drops on first downs, which makes second and two, second and three. Instead, it's second and 10, third and 12, third and six. Too many third and longs, second and longs. Uh, Nobody did anything well. I don't care about Slayton's stats. Those were all garbage stats late in the game. Um Nobody so did zero, anything well so, enough to so win. Zero zeros on Tommy DeVito. Then you put none so, of it. Absolutely none of this football game is on him. As well, I thought I thought he could have avoided. I, I have to look at how many sacks were were taking. Um, I'm not, he has everybody on offense. It's on everybody. It's on the receivers, running backs, offensive line. He has to take some of the heat as well because they can take some. But it's a bad. I'm just play. saying. He is not the reason, and I'm not sitting here saying he's the savior of this franchise either long-term. I'm just saying it's easy to say he didn't play well. Well, he didn't play poorly. I mean, the offensive line is the culprit, guys. We've been talking about this all season, two, three years along. Free runners to the quarterback, that's something they've really done a nice job of avoiding, but they had these free runners today. You know, the Saints said, to hell with it. We're not going to sit back in zone. We're coming after this kid. Speed up his clock a little bit and they did a nice job. Once again, those inside twists and the games, they did them inside. And, and you know, Justin Pugh had his worst game. You know, he just did. You know, and he was he was ticked off afterwards. You know, um, you know, Justin Pugh was mad at himself. 
He said, you know, I got to do better. You know, after um, and we'll talk about whether we think it was a dirty play or not. You know, um, um, Tommy DeVito goes into a slide. I thought he went to the slide a little late. OK. And what the, was it? The former giant Isaac Yadam who hit him. Right. Kind of hit him when he was sliding. No flag. And so the Giants offensive linemen take umbrage with that. Right. And they start, you know, getting into a ruckus on the field. There's no penalties or anything. And, you know, Justin Pugh was asked about it. He said, you know what? We needed to do, and I needed to do a better job of protecting him when he was in the pocket as a quarterback. So I'm not going to bitch about, you know, whether it was a flag or it was not a flag. He said, I think it should have been a flag. But he said, we have no right to complain because we didn't protect him in the pocket. And I thought that was, you know, nice accountability on um, on Justin Pugh's part. Um, and, and, and as far as DeVito, you know, Lawrence, you say, yeah, I mean, look, right, he, he wasn't putting the ball on the ground. He wasn't throwing three interceptions. He wasn't panicking. He blamed himself for a couple of throws, definitely one to Waller. He really wanted back. He said it was a natural throw. Um, but you're right, early in the game, um, Slayton, and and look, let's face it, you know, uh, you know, Jalen Hyatt, the rookie, wants to go deep, right, wants to go deep. And he's, he's done, and, you know, Brandon, I'm sure you can talk about this a lot more than I can. You know, those kind of slants inside and everything, he's getting bodied a little bit. You know, he had no – catches on three targets and that is something he needs to get better at and stronger at right because he kind of gets bodied right off the ball in the middle of the field absolutely so before i go to Jalen Hyde, i just want to say about tommy devito the saints you could tell by what they were doing where they were sacking him and they were getting after him their mindset where they were going to they were going to come after this kid i think they felt like no other team the commanders uh uh the patriots i don't think any i think they were looking at the game plan like None of them really got after it and got physical with this kid. So we saw that one part. On the other part, when it comes to uh, Jalen Hyatt and going on these slants and all, times you know you know who he is. Uh, he's the this year's Cordell Flott. Very talented from the SEC, but they got by with being a little undersized when it came to the NFL. Jalen Hyatt's skill set is what yeah, I run right by you. I run by you, your whole family, everybody throw it to me down the field but when you get hands on them and Paul we've seen this we saw a little bit of this in training camp when they were able to get hands on them guys are he wasn't physical enough to kind of get off of those and then those contested catches in that LBC linebacker country just a little kind of a little bit too much for him so I think he's again he's a year removed from being the the 1b 1a of this team because Paul, because you get physical with them, he's not ready for that yet. But yeah, you get the Saints defense came out with some sort of mindset. Not 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 Greg Williams there putting bounties on people, but you can tell they wanted to get after Tommy DeVito uh in the in this Giants offensive line uh times. And I see you go ahead, hop in because I, I just think that it wasn't enough there for the Giants offense to counter these punches that were coming after them. Well, I think they just, you know, they got to the RPO game too late. It, it was there. They were scared to get to it. They got to it because they Saquon couldn't get though? going. Why scared, though? Why scared? I, you know, I'm not sure. I think maybe it was a dimension of his game. It's a dimension of Daniel's game. It's a dimension of Tyrod's game. It worked. I think you had to show it because every time Saquon got the ball, the linebackers were converging and, and just he had nowhere to go. Once he, you know, obviously we talked about it last week. Once the RPO game got going and, and Tommy was a threat to pull that ball and, and run it, it opened up, you know, those 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 linebackers can't be as quite as quite as aggressive. But overall, listen, uh JMS and, and Pew were terrible today. They stunk. Um 
And I'm not going to put this all on the offensive line, but like when two guys don't play well, look what happens. Seven sacks. I don't know where the rest of them came from, but overall, you know, they were never in this football game, to be honest. Demario I know it was Davis, seven to six, but. Yeah, Demario Davis had his way. He had 10 tackles. Saquon said afterwards, um, yeah, he's one of the best linebackers I've ever played against. He said he thought he was great running downhill with power. Um, and and to their credit, you know, the Giants did not complain about this when when the, the Saints were doing it. You know, uh, Sa- Saquon said, you know what, we we love that stuff and we did it and everyone sees it. And so when someone stops it and sticks it to you, you got to just take it. You know, you got to just take it. You know, they were they were. Yeah. I mean, look. It was a lot this week. You know, you know, Jimmy Fallon is singing about DeVito, um, you know, ESPN, Sports Center, you know, uh, you know, any any NFL get up, get down, get funky with it, whatever shows they're having, right? <laughs> Tommy DeVito is is yeah. is the lead story. The you know, it was really hot and heavy this week. And you know, the Saints are sitting in New Orleans and saying, you know, we're gonna get this kid. And you know, because the blocking blocking up front was no good, they were able to do it. So yeah, I mean, look, it 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 was fun while it lasted, right? You know, the, the can we can stuff. I say something real quick though? Can we be done with the agent on the sideline? Can we be done with the agent on the sideline? I, in the green times, what did I say? God bless show? it. I have not I been I have not been inducted him. yet into the Scottish Hall of Fame. Uh, there's a, apparently an Italian Hall of Fame with a patch and a green suit. Congrats. He, the guy seems like an amazing man. I lost, watched a lot of interviews last week. Nice guy. But come on. It's not about you. Let's get off the sideline. I've never had my agent in 13 years come on the sideline and hang out with me. And I get it. It's a business move. It's a power move. Look at me. I'll get more players. Nice guy. I'm not here trying to embarrass this fella. But you, it, it's not about you anymore. It's about Tommy DeVito, the football player. Like, I'm sure the Giants are probably going to be like, hey, look, yeah, you know, come on. Yeah. Let's go back into the stands. We don't need you on the sideline. Let Tommy play football. Let it be about Tommy. Um, and then my second, this is my second uh, bitching moment. Randy Bullock. How do you hurt your hamstring? You know how you hurt your hamstring? You're out of shape. You're out of shape. Not here personally attacking the young man, but he's out of shape. Doesn't look like a football player. Take care of your body better. Those things won't happen. I'm going to say that put the team in a bind. I think it changed how some things maybe were called. Now, they didn't threaten the end zone a lot. But, you know, in the back of their head, they're thinking, we don't have a field goal kicker. You know, that does change how sometimes coaches will call a game. Um, You can't have soft tissue injuries as a kicker. You just can't. Was that on the the kickoff, do you think? Because he hit a long field goal, right? He had a a great field goal. goal. Fantastic right. field goal. And, and then and then he does the kickoff, which was short. So you think he heard it on the kickoff would, would be your guess? He did. That's what they showed on TV. Yeah. It looked like uh, – yeah, looks like you heard it on the kickoff. Um, you, you ever hurt your hamstring on a kick? No. 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 Okay. no, no, no. There, Paul. Yeah, you got to be ready. Like, do you just – he's got to be in better shape. The guy's not in great shape. And I'm not – that's not a personal attack on him. It's not. It's not. It's not. But he, he just needs to be in better shape physically. So – yeah, it was it was um you know if the game was close it would have been fascinating to see you know yes it you know, would have how far they would have gone with 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 Gillen and things like that um and look we have to talk about the defense I mean I thought this was this was probably a Dory Jackson's worst game I mean you know at the st- what happens at the beginning of the game right you hear Chris Olave is not playing you know he really 
didn't practice all week. He was listed as questionable. They, they were going to try to, you know, run him out there in pregame, but he really wasn't close, they said. So he's down. So I'm like, you know, that's their main weapon. You know, the Giants should be able to do a decent job. Um, they got no pressure on the quarterback, none. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau was – did you hear his name? Did you hear his name today? Yeah, I'm just no, – it's just, it's just no. you know, I'm not, you know, getting on the guy. It's just he had a very quiet game. Uh, so, you know, David Carr is 23 for 28 with three touchdowns. We was I was sitting there and talking to some people from, you know, New Orleans and everything, and they said, you watch and see how quickly they boob De- Derek Carr if things go badly, right? The first series, they go three and out, and then he gets starts getting booed. He was getting booed. He's throwing check downs, short passes. They were there, but the, the Giants made it so easy for Carr, you know, so easy with the protection. Um, and, um, you know, they did not cover, you know, you know, you know, Pinnock, um, nice, nice sack. He did not cover well. Um, Adore Jackson, bad penalty. He did not cover well. I don't think Banks had his best game, you know, against a bunch of receivers who were, you know, Shahidi's. No, I don't want to say pedestrian, but it's not Chris Olave. It's not Mike. It's can't go, uh, can't guard Mike. So that Shahid guy can fly, by the way. They need to be upset with themselves right now. Like yeah, they, well, they, they did not compliment themselves in any way. They, they couldn't get them. home. There was an absolutely zero pressure on the quarterback. At zero. all. Zero. And when you're playing – and when a Derek Carr is playing seven-on-seven seven, yeah, and he's just sitting there patting the yeah. ball, he's going to knife you. And we talked about it in the pre-show where I was saying that some of his former Raiders teammates were like, if you get around him, he'll fold. It was none of that. We didn't get to see any of that. And – I just don't know. Like, you can't – when it comes to defensively offense, you can struggle a little bit when it comes to playing in the Superdome like that. You're playing on the road. You got to go silent count, all that. Defensively, it's quiet. They're on offense. You can make all the checks, all the – everything you want, and you just didn't see that today. And it just goes to show what we talked about, what we were what, – what everyone was scared of. The de- and times you said it, the defense not having a day like they've had these past three weeks – and then it was the spotlight was back on the offense to score points and make it into a shootout. It did not happen today. The defense couldn't get yeah. that. Well, the Giants have been winning games with sacks and turnovers, right? Yeah. To be honest, on the defensive side of the ball, doing just enough on offense. They didn't have any of that today. I mean, the sack came from the secondary on a blitz with Pinnock. Nothing else. No turnovers. No sacks from the D-line. Um, you know, Kamara ran it well enough. Had some, you know, a couple of explosive runs, but if the Giants don't get the run game going, which they did not. They have zero chance to win, and and that's kind of what happened today. And you know, you know, Saquon early in these games, like he did nothing early, you know, middle and late. He did nothing yeah. in the game, but early in the games, you know, they just cannot run the ball. They cannot mm-hmm. run the ball. You know, you know, last week it, in the second half, he he got going. You know, um, you know, with the long run and the fumble and things like that. Um, but, you know, it just sets a bad tone early um, when he can't run the ball. You know, it, it's really difficult. Um, and, you know, you can't let Carr have a 134.8 quarterback rating. You know, it was it was so easy at times for the Saints today. Didn't it just seem, you know, I, I, they were playing well, but it seemed like, you know, you know, Shahid, Bowen, Moreau, Kirkwood, I mean, these guys would just make, you know, apparently their tight ends have not done much. Their tight ends had, had big games against the giants. You know, it, it was, it was, it was a strange, you know, you know, you know, um, um, 
Um, Tommy DeVito was asked, um, and he said, yeah, they just, we just didn't have that swagger. We didn't have that, that, you know, that, that there were just too many lulls in the game. He said, I blame myself for that. And Saquon said, well, it's hard to have swagger when you're getting, when you're not doing anything right. And that was, that was the case. I mean, it was a, it was really flat. It was a really flat performance on, on everybody's everybody's. I, I love really that they came out with the shot play to Slayton first yeah, play. Yeah. Big shot. Um, big, big but guys, shot. this is it's just the old age football, right? It starts up front on both sides of the ball. And they just can't block well enough, didn't block well enough today to get anything going. Um yeah. that's that's pretty much summarizes the game. So uh, real quick. 10 seconds each. Paul, I'm going to start with you. I'll go. Times, you you kick us home. 10 seconds. Thoughts right now going into Philly. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles go on Christmas Day. Let's wrap this up. I'll kick it to the Scotsman. It's hard to believe that they haven't played the Eagles yet. The season seems like it's almost over, and they still have two games against the Eagles. Look, it was fun while it lasted. You know, they went from 2-8 to 5-8. to five and eight. Uh, the DeVito story was nice. This was a real jolt of reality. The playoffs are now gone. You know, they're five and nine. They're, you know, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not obviously going to make the playoffs. They, you know, they weren't going to win out. This was not that kind of a team. And so, you know, now it's back to the old stuff that you guys as players get asked, right? What is there to play for? Playing for pride. Uh, anytime you put on the uniform, you're playing for the check. Everyone's watching, you know, if not here, somewhere else. All that stuff that you hear in the locker room, um, it's all going to come out these last three games. That's it. Yeah, for me, I would say, like, all that, all the fun you had with this, teams are going to throw it in your face now. The Eagles are going to try and throw it in your face. Cooper Cup and Puka may not do that, but the Rams are going to try and come here and beat you to throw that in your face. Be able to take it just like you have fun with it. Be able to be disciplined enough to, let's say these teams do score on you and they do do, do that sort of th- stuff. Don't make it into an S show to where at home or, or, or on the road you're out there fighting or, or doing anything to make yourself look bad. It is what it is. Go out there and compete. The valuation's still there. But at the end of the day, it's like go out there, just, just play – Play as better as best of football as you can do at this moment, and uh, and, and take the good with the bad times, and then throw it to the Scotsman times. Nine, nine out of eleven seasons with a losing record. Nine out of the past eleven seasons. Think about that, guys. That's disgusting. It's terrible. That's like I I retired ten years ago. So basically, every year except one, losing nine out of eleven losing seasons. Um. I've just encouraged all my followers that celebrate Christmas to celebrate on the 24th or the 26th this year due to the Giants playing the Eagles on the 25th. They're going to ruin your Christmas holiday. They're going to ruin your day. Celebrate on the 24th or the 26th so you can enjoy your family. I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, of course, we're all going to love, enjoy watching our Giants play on on Monday. But listen, there's still a lot to play for. I know it's 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 not going to be a winning record, but there's jobs on the line coming down the stretch here, just like there is every year. A lot of jobs on the line, like coaching jobs on the line. So, um, you know, it's been a rough year. So the only good thing is there's only three of these things left. So, All right. Let's hear from the Scotsman. Yeah, we're all pros. You get ready to play. Get ready to play the next week. That's That's our job. So look forward to the opportunity to play next week. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. 
The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com And that says Cheerio to episode 171, a losing edition of Blue Rush, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hart for producing the show. Subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Watch full episodes by subscribing to the New York Post Sports YouTube page. It gets me every once in a while. Just follow the Blue Rush playlist. Give us a wee thumbs up and comment below. What is your favorite Christmas meal? Wow. We dug deep for that one. For Brandon London, Paulie Schwartz, I'm Lawrence Staines. We return on Thursday to preview the Giants matchup in shite Philly against those bloody Eagles on Christmas Day. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush, folks. Happy holidays. Stay safe and cheerio! Cheerio!